0: Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the TTE podcast. And um, lots been going on in the news about Kanye, Kyrie, um, even Dave Chappelle got dragged into this a little bit. And so um, I've had a lot of con- a lot of conversation with folks about how they feel about it. And I, I thought it would be smart to take a moment um, and kind of talk about it and unpack it and examine it because it's complicated. Um, there's a lot of different angles to come at it from, so I just want to try to get to a place of some sort of understanding and, and, you know, offer some perspective. And so I've asked, um, two people who are very good at providing context and perspective, um, two measures of intelligence. So that's my brother, Brian and my, my cousin Artie. So good evening. Good evening, boys. How how, how y'all doing?
1: Good. How you doing?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I guess my thought is let's just get right into it. So let's just kind of start from the beginning. So for those of you that are listening that don't have the context, I'll try to recap this. Um, uh, We'll start with Kanye first. So um, Kanye went on Twitter um, and said some things, I guess, gosh, this feels like a month ago now. Um, and, And let me start off by saying, I think Part of the reason why I wanted to wait to talk about it, because I, I wanted things to kind of die down a little bit and not have a hot take sort of uh, moment with it. But Kanye, I guess, was on Twitter, say, a month ago, when he said he was going to take a nap. He was tired, sleepy, something. And then he, he says, but when I wake up from my nap, I'm going to go Deathcon 3 on on Jews. And it was like, well, this is rather strange. Like, what w- what's going on here? And then from there, it just... Proceeded to be a complete diatribe of all these different things, and he proceeded to then go on drink chaps and basically say, "I can, I can say whatever I want. Um, I can be anti-Semitic, and Adidas can't drop me. There's nothing they can do about it." Then they dropped him. So to make a long story short, he literally lost oh close to two billion dollars in like a week and a half. And so, you know, he's still, you know, out here publicly trading on all of this. And and people are trying to say, well, you know, he's bipolar. So you got to take that into account. And other people are saying, you don't have to take that into account at all. This, that, and the third. And so I, I guess starting with Kanye, and then we'll get into Kyrie, because I think Kyrie is where the meat and potatoes of this conversation is. But I guess, you know, Brian, I'll start with you. Just your sort of initial reaction to sort of everything that was going on um, with Kanye, and before you answer that, the other context I want to give is is that when it comes to Kanye, um, a lot of this might be stemming from the fact that you know he went through a divorce and all of this other stuff and whatnot. And um, but Brian, what, just what was your sort of initial thought or thoughts when it came when it came to Kanye when all that went down?
1: Uh, just it's sad in the sense that it's just you look at him and it's a it's a meltdown of epic proportions, right? Um, to your point about what you just made, I think that can be a reason. That can't be the reason, maybe. You know, you have some things going on, but even still, like I don't know that there's really a rationalization for uh what he what he was espousing. Um. And, and we've talked about this a couple times too, that when you, you know, you can feel how you want to feel about any given thing or subject or whatever the case may be, but your choices or your viewpoints that you espouse are not free of consequence. And certainly he has cost himself a pretty penny in terms of finances. But even if you just have the finances aside, um, it's not, it's, it's an indefensible position. Um, And I just, I don't know if it's the people around him, if it's just him, if it's a bipolar, but you know, my thought or my viewpoint looking at it from, you know, thousand miles away in the cheap sheet, in the cheap seats, excuse me, is like, what are you doing? Like, you have to know that, you know, that's not a palatable position that anybody can defend.
0: No, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I guess that was sort of my um, initial thought, then my thoughts sort of evolved from there. But um, RDB, what were your thoughts when you first kind of put two and two together and realized how big of a story this was?
2: Well, I mean, I think uh, we're all in agreement about it at this point. For me, it was just like, I stopped listening to Kanye, what he was tweeting half the time, a long time ago, I feel like. And uh, it always seemed to happen right around when something was going on, like a new CD was dropping or something was going on. So I was like, part of me feels like obviously he, he may have some not well, may have some emotional stresses and issues. But uh, to me, it's like, what's your, what was the goal? What, like, what was, what was his ultimate? Cause he's not a dumb person. So he knows this was going to cause some sort of firestorm or, drama or controversy like i don't know what his end goal is in any of this so he just confuses me and i just i'm tired of listening to him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i don't blame you I, I think for me um what sort of bothered me was all the uh, what what bothered me was this idea that um you know well, just he starts playing into all the anti-Semitic tropes about, well, look at this, you know, like, oh, there's all these people in Hollywood and they're all Jewish and this and a third and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, for me personally, I just never bought into that, 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 that just never made sense to me. Um, You know, there's 15 million Jewish people in the world. Half of them live in this country. That's 2% of the population. And you're saying 2% of the population is involved in a conspiracy. Like, I just, I couldn't buy it. Like, it just... It just didn't make sense. And then he continues to double down on it. And for me, I I keep coming back to, I think his issue is less about Jewish people. And and I, I think he fundamentally just doesn't understand leverage. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But I really think this is more to do with your wife left you and she started fucking a white guy with a 10 inch dick. That's what this is about. And because you couldn't get your wife back, it then spiraled into something else. You need to take this anger out. So you decide to take it out on Jewish people because they're involved in the entertainment industry. To me, that's what this felt like. Um, And I'm not condoning or excusing anything that he said um, because I don't agree with anything that he said. But to me, this is a man who clearly has a bit of a God complex and often acts as if he's the smartest guy in the room when it's very clear that he isn't. Um, Elon Musk comes to mind right now when I think about um, people who think they're smarter than they really are. Um, but I'm just curious, From uh, 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 before I get into that, um, before I ask you guys a question, when it comes to the leverage piece, I think he overestimated his leverage that you – He didn't have the leverage that he thought he had, and I think his issue is more so with capitalism in the sense of you going on drink champs and saying, well, there's nothing Adidas can do to me, as if Adidas doesn't have lawyers and can't figure out how to get out of that contract. You have no leverage here because you're a billionaire on paper, and since you're a billionaire on paper but not a billionaire for real, you don't really have much leverage here and i'm just curious if you guys think that that uh, i'm curious if you think my thought about it is way off base so already i'll start with you if you think that's off base
2: uh not at all i think um i mean he lives in america he's a black man in america so like to me it was one of those around and find out kind of situations but more of a financial sense he thought he had leverage because he obviously he's a famous successful he navigates around in a lot of these affluent circles with a lot of non-minority people and he felt like his god complex took over and he felt like he like you said had more leverage than he did but from the outside looking in we all know that that's just not the way this
0: functions. So no, a hundred percent. Like that's just not the way that this functions, and his inability to either understand that, and I won't say he can't understand that, or his inability to recognize that is what was sort of stunning to me. Like you don't have the leverage that you think you have, but I think his lack of leverage has nothing to do with Jewish people and everything to do with capitalism. Well, and the fact that you you made yourself into this thing, but you still have no leverage because you were leveraging Adidas to produce the product. Does that make sense? Yes.
2: Well, is is um, what's his name? Is he Jew? Is a Jewish person?
0: Who Kanye? Or Pete, or, no. Pete the, Davidson. The Pete Davidson. Yeah. Oh, he might be. I uh, I, I don't really know. don't know. I I really don't know, but I don't even know that that matters. Like, you know what I mean? Like in the grand scheme of things, like this is a personal matter between you and your wife, but you didn't do what you should have done to keep your wife happy and keep your marriage intact. So to me, now you want to take all this anger and frustration on Jewish people? Like yeah, uh, there's like, a massive what, disconnect here for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's a massive disconnect here. And I know I've had people tell me, well... Um, They're only doing this to him because he's black and they're trying to silence a black man and this, that, and the third. And don't get me wrong. I want to be clear. I'm not for silencing black men at all. However, if you are out here spitting this nonsense, then, you know, society's evolved and moved on. People do get canceled for this type of stuff. Like you haven't heard from Mel Gibson in a long time about anything. Once that, once it came out that he was anti-Semitic. So I, I do think you kind of have to read the room a little bit. And I think his God complex prevents him from being able, being able to do that. I mean, this is a man who made an album called Jesus. I mean, yes, what, what, what's the line I made Jesus walk, so I'm never going to hell. like, Come on, man. Like th- That's all I'm saying, is that I don't think he understands the leverage that he thought he had. Uh, but, Brian, I'm curious if you think I'm off base.
1: Um, I mean, the Pete Davidson speculation, I wish you could probably be off base a little bit. But I do think that you guys both hit on something in terms of his godlike complex. Um, that he is somebody who... Portends to be smarter than everybody else, and I think I think if you take it to a local level, we've all known somebody who thought they were smarter than the room, and you know certainly that leads to a different uh, different outcomes. There's certainly people who are I don't want to say genius or of higher intelligence, if you will. Those time a lot of times those folks get a lot of slack in terms of uh, because of what their output is whether it's music or business or whatever the case may be but at some point it becomes the law of diminishing returns like you know you look at what he is yeah he might be a genius and yeez- yeezys are all over the place but is it really worth the headache is the juice worth the squeeze and D- adidas was like yeah no no thank you because obviously they have their own sort of history with uh with nazis and world war ii and whatnot so obviously it's not a good look for them, but it's a bus- it's a good business move for them because I guess they own all the rights and the designs and the name and all of it. So um, to your point that you made earlier about leverage, uh, you can't necessarily make that play if you if they if they own all your designs. Like, why would you do that? Like, that's just you got some bad advice on me.
0: Yeah, and and, and I think that's yeah. You you really got bad advice. and again, Adidas has lawyers and all of that sort of stuff but I think it goes back to something that I keep thinking about which is is that discrimination, racism, hate speech, anti-Semitism, homophobia, all of that is bad business. Now we've evolved in a capitalistic society to where you can't afford to be attached as a business with those labels because all of those groups that could be offended by those labels spend money. All of them. So you can't afford because it impacts your bottom line. And so I don't really care who you are. If you start impacting the bottom line, you, they're going to get you up out of the paint. And, you know, you putting down other people. Like this was pointed out to me the other day that there are 15 million Jewish people in the world, but he has 31 million followers on Twitter. You know what I mean? So if you come from that group, just that alone, you're outnumbered two to one right there. And that's not to say that everybody that follows Kanye believes in that. But the point is, is that I just think if you're going to be a brand, you got to be smart enough to recognize the power and the weight that your words and your actions carry. and. You have to conduct in a capitalistic sort of society. You kind of have to carry yourself that way because the bottom line is directly impacted. His inability to either understand that or his willingness to say, "I don't give a shit. This is how I feel, and I'm going to do it, and the consequences be damned." I think that's the more scary piece to me than anything else. But I'm curious, Brian, if if you think that's if you think that's off base in any way.
1: Uh, I don't think it's off base in the context that he's going to say what he's going to say. And I mean, you also, this is also the same person that's famously said that George Bush doesn't care about black people. Right. So he's got that in his past that he's going to speak his truth. Um, and there is something to be said about people speaking their truth. Um, <laughs> the thing about it is, is your truth something that people, that is palatable. Is your truth something that is something that people will agree with, um, and so you know? In this instance, uh, to your point, I mean, people can make investments now based on the companies in terms of what their um, what their social platforms are, right? Like you can make investments based off that. So, um, and people are consumers. So, and it and it hurts a little bit as a Kanye fan. I've been the Kanye concert i have you know bought the CDs, the whole nine but it's just like yeah man like i just you're going to a space that i just can't go i just can't rock with you anymore like i just i can't and also side note another conversation you can have the same conversation about a lot of people in music in terms of some of the things outside of the music that they do that can also have conversations about why you wouldn't want to listen as well. But that's a different pod for a different day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cause they're, yeah, there's, there's, there's one artist in particular, I no longer listen to big um, based on actions that they've taken already. I'm curious. Um, are you not listening to Kanye now or or, or can you separate the art from the artist?
2: I mean, I haven't listened to anything since like he did the name change, so once 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 slavery was a choice, he said, I kind of left
0: the year out at that point so, so that's probably that a good not. exit for you that's that 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 that's probably a good exit for you. I think for me, I was kind of I, I was kind of done with him when um. I was kind of done with him with the whole White Lives Matter Um, t-shirt. That's probably when I was like, yeah, that's when I was probably like, yeah, bro, this is like seven steps too far. Um, But that that was that. Um, But that's sort of Kanye in a nutshell. And then while all of this Kanye controversy is going on, Kyrie Irving, point guard for the Nets, tweets a link to a video that can be purchased out on Amazon. I think it's called From Hebrew to Negro about, you know, the original black man. I'd never seen I didn't see it. I don't know about it. But basically, it's got all these anti-Semitic tropes about the Holocaust isn't real. It never happened. All this other stuff. And then Kyrie you know, he's kind of asked about it and he sort of double down, doubles down and says, you know, I'm not anti-Semitic, you know, I'm trying to enlighten my people and, you know, I've got a platform and I got to speak and all of this other stuff. And people are trying to educate or not educate him, but challenging him to say, Hey, listen, this is really hurtful and offensive to people. And he's saying, you're dehumanizing me and this, that, and the third and blah, blah, blah. And he's continuing to be defiant. The context here is important because the team he plays for is in Brooklyn. Brooklyn has a very large Jewish population. So one of the home games, there was a bunch of people sitting on the front row, and they had some t-shirts on. I can't remember exactly what they said, um, but something basically denouncing anti-Semitism. And again, he's just continuing to be defiant. And there's a lot of people sort of rallying around him, both positively and negatively. And so to make a long story short, the owner of the team. Is, in, is a Chinese billionaire, is getting involved with him saying, hey, listen, like we need to have a conversation. This is getting out of control. And he's ignoring the owner. So then it's decided, you know what? You're going to be suspended. You're suspended for five games, and then you have to do all of these additional things in order to get reinstated. And so, of course, Kanye comes out and supports him and this, that, and the third. And so, before I kind of unpack the Kyrie thing, and longtime listeners of this podcast know I, I don't really have a whole lot of love for Kyrie, um, but I want to be fair and objective about this. Um, so, Brian, I'll start with you your sort of initial gut reaction to the last two or three weeks that have been, you know, Kyrie Irving
1: uh well my first thought was man good luck with that um because again this is in the vein of kanye in the sense that you're costing yourself an awful lot of money but i also think that where kanye is more of an individual and yeah he has some business eyes and different things that he has Kyrie is part of a team and so kanye or not kanye excuse me Kyrie works for someone so this one was kind of the obvious thing to do um he does himself no favors by standing his ground and certainly he feels he's corrected and i guess you should but this is more of a business decision that you cannot you you can't do that especially just looking at it from your clientele standpoint um with as many people of jewish faith in brooklyn like that's you know, you're offending your customer base and anytime any company is offending their customer base, it's not going to work out well for you. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I think that he, you know, definitely stepped in it. He could have got himself out of it. Maybe not easily, but he could have got himself out of it. He doubled down on it. So if you double down on it, like I, I, I have, I, I don't know that I can feel a whole lot of sympathy for you because you could have very easily fixed it. Um, and then long term, like he's ruining his chances of being in the NBA because I can't see any team that would really—that's that's a locker room killer. Like in in the sport that they play, where championships are everything, you're not going to bring somebody who's going to bring down your locker room, and he is showing again. Law of diminishing returns. It's not worth it. He's just not worth it.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. Um, um, Artie, what's your take on Kyrie? Based on, on 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 sort of your understanding and what you know, what what what's your take on Kyrie?
2: Well, similar to Brian, what's what struck me though when I was watching his interview was when the the guy who was interviewing after the game was pressed him. He was like, Hey, you were promoting this. And he kept saying, I didn't promote it. I just shared it. And I was like, it is 2022. Like if you on social media post something, you are de facto promoting it. So you, so him not grasping that fact. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, right. You are a, you are a business at this point. Like everyone now with the power of social media, and advertising and everything, you are your own company. So he is running his stock into the ground. And especially when it comes to like Brian said sports, like you are, you are an employee. And if any smart business person or company, if you are hurting the brand or the team, you gotta go. I mean, I don't, it mm. was cut and dry. Like Brian said, it's just, I mean.
0: Well, and again, it's, Capitalism and understanding your leverage, right? That you are making $36.5 million a year, and you're going to be defiant and you're going to say, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. But you report or work for a team, an organization owned by a billionaire. And we've all seen, you know, collective bargaining um situations in pro sports. The millionaires always lose to the billionaires. And I'm all for Kyrie using his platform and saying the things that he believes in. And I know a lot of people will say it's free speech. He should be able to say what he wants, just like Kanye. But free speech is not free of consequence. And if you are impacting somebody's bottom line, that you know there's going to be consequences for that. Where I kind of draw the line with Kyrie is... As defiant as he was and doubling down on what he believed and everything, once they suspended him in the five games, he then sincerely apologizes. Because I think at some point it got to him because by all reports, this is a good person who has very strong beliefs. And so he apologized. It appeared to be legitimate and sincere. My issue is now there's a laundry list of things that they want him to do to be reinstated. And I'm conflicted about this. And Brian, you know this. We were growing up, we were always told, don't let, don't give anybody the bullets to shoot you with. Carmen, yeah. And he has certainly done that. But at the same time, some of these things they're asking him to do seem egregious. And I know that a lot of these anti-Semitic tropes and comments and whatnot are traumatic for a lot of people because, Brian, like one thing you've always said that's always stuck with me is there are people that are within living memory of X, right? So, and trauma is something that's passed through your DNA. My issue is them holding Kyrie up publicly saying, you need to do these seven things. Isn't that dissimilar from someone who owns slaves and then beats a slave in front of all the other slaves to set an example so no one gets out of line it's real willie lynch like thinking and that's what bothers me in this is because they've on some level done that to Kyrie, and i don't agree with that but at the same time Kyrie put himself in this position because I think he just miscalculated his leverage. Brian, does that make sense? Uh, am I making sense here? It, it makes sense in...
1: It, it makes sense in... I don't know that I would use the the, uh, the slave analogy, but certainly I do think that I get where you're going with it. Um, but at the same time, though, it's like... He did this to himself. Like The easy thing... We've all stepped in it or said something at some point in our lives that we instantly regret, but we also have the governor to be like, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or, hey, yeah, maybe I ought to own that. And people in general are forgiving people. They'll give you a second chance, but you got to own it. And the more you keep, okay, um, Pete Rose in baseball, right? Think of what his, what, what his legacy and what his life could have been if he just would have admitted it. Was it thirty years ago, forty years ago, whenever, whenever it happened, right? It's a good point. That's a good point. He kept, a good point. he kept doubling down and doubling down and doubling down. And you got all these people out here riled up, defending Pete Rose, and then he's like, "Well, yeah, I did it." Like you might have been able to get into the Hall of Fame if you would have just admitted it, or maybe you would have got in with some sort of stipulations or whatever. But like, you could have reversed course and done that and things could have been a little different and you chose not to so like on some level like i get what you're saying and yes on some level if you do have a business and you have an unruly employee sometimes you have to make an example of that employee to get everybody else in line. like i think we're all old enough and we can understand that logic but you know if you keep showing up to work. Late every day, and then they do something about it. that you can't get mad because you're the one showing up to work late every day. Like you know what I mean?
0: Like, it's, an of, it's an interesting choice. It's an interesting choice of words in the context of Ky, a Kyrie because Kyrie doesn't show up to work for a variety of reasons. But 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 please yeah, continue.
1: But but you but you know what I mean? Like you could you could you have a hand in this. You do realize that, right? Like it's not always the man holding you down. Sometimes it's yourself.
0: Yeah, I, I I listen, listen, once I, I kinda felt like and this is this'll probably rub some people the wrong way, but I kinda felt like once Barack became the president, man, all excuses is off the table. It doesn't mean that it's not difficult. That doesn't mean you're not gonna have challenges that other people uh don't have, but you know, the, all the excuses are off the table, man. If you put the work in, you can do anything you want You can do anything you want. But um but Artie, do you think I'm off base with that? relative to, to Kyrie? am i uh, cuz i i i'm i'm open to a completely different perspective if i've got this completely wrong to please tell me but i don't think i'm that far off base here that I, i'm conflicted because you know what do you, like you does that make sense like I, i'm just conflicted cuz I, I just think the punishment is excessive in terms of making him do all of these things now
2: i mean I can see the conflictedness, but like like Brian said, I mean, at this point, you're a grown ass man. I mean, you you have freedom of to do whatever you want, but you can't pick your consequences. So, sorry that they are they may be worse than you thought or unfair, but life's not fair anyway. You at this point, you know, when you put something out on social media. The backlash is going to happen that's why you're supposed to be careful what you put out there it's not like he was hacked or accidentally had a slip or something he made a conscious decision he doubled down that decision when people said that hurt me or you're out of line and then he was, was like one of those things he was sorry he got caught not sorry like he did it kind of thing so
0: i don't think it's funny because that's that's up. how that came across it was more of oh, I'm sorry you don't agree with what I'm saying, but I, I'm, I'm smart. And I struggle with Kyrie because Kyrie often carries himself as if he's the smartest guy in the room and that speaking to him is an annoyance because you're not on his intellectual playing field. Um, and he carries himself that way in a very arrogant sort of way. Um, and that's always been off-putting to me about him. Um Always, and and don't get me wrong. There are a lot of different ways to get an education that's not formal. You know, I want to be I want to be clear about that. There's a lot of ways to educate yourself in this world that doesn't require you going to a institute of higher learning. That being said, this guy has a semester at Duke, and he's out here, you know, talking about X, Y, and Z, and and I just it 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 bothers me because I'm in your guys's camp that you've done this to yourself. You put yourself in this position when all you had to do is apologize. And now Nike's not taking a $10 million contract off the table. There's not discussion about you never playing in the NBA again. And you're still relatively in your prime. Like You have impacted your bottom line by associating yourself and promoting something that you yourself don't believe in. And so, Artie, I think you said it. The idea that you would be defying and double down on it after the fact is like <laughs> to use a phrase from my favorite movie. You know, how can you be that obtuse? Like how how can you not see this? And 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 I sh- I struggle with that.
2: And and that's what bugged me too. Like you said, like he. It was almost. It'd be different of like he was like it was a full throated like this is my belief I'm standing with it screw you kind of thing, but it was almost like he was just being defiant to be defiant because it's like a little kid when they get caught yes digging their heels and I'm like dude you're not even your heart's not even in this it's not even like you really care so just say sorry my
0: bad you're right because he's a genuinely good dude who genuinely cares about the plight of marginalized people and because people <laughs> yes. know that's who he is why are you associating yourself with this bullshit and then get defiant about the fact that you got called out on it yeah he probably saw and a
2: couple clips of this movie he was like ooh that's fascinating share it and then people are like dude you didn't must not watch the whole thing that was bad you,
0: sh- you should apologize to take it down and that right so right so let me ask you guys this yeah so let me ask you guys this question cuz i'm curious conversations i've had with people um, There are folks in this world who, especially online, who believe this is just another example of people trying to silence a black man for speaking his truth. I'm curious, do you guys think in the case of either Kanye or Kyrie, do you think that's the case here? Or do you think it's just more of these guys are a bit arrogant and a bit defiant? And didn't have the leverage they thought they had. I'm curious.
1: I don't think it's him being silent the black man so much as it is him being silenced for saying something anti-Semitic or something along those fault lines, if you will. Because one thing about in, in the year of our Lord and Savior 2022, I think for the most part, the fault lines are fairly clear in terms of where you should not be stepping. And he decided to just wade into those waters and then doubled down when he could have got a life raft out of the water. So I don't, yeah, I guess maybe that could be some of it, but I just, in this instance, I don't know that that's what this is because there have been others. Like there was a guy, um, um, was it, one of the Plumley brothers or something like that. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but he played for the Miami Heat and he had said some sort of anti-Semitic slur.
0: Oh, that was and the, he, uh, he, I remember him, Brian. He played yeah. for, Um, he played, he played at played Illinois in college. Yeah. He played in Miami, yeah. but he played at Illinois in college. He was a tall dude. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, oh. and you
1: haven't heard, and you haven't heard from him since. Right. Yeah. So, so that could have been a lesson, but it wasn't. But that, but, I bring that guy to show that the difference between him and Kyrie is certainly Kyrie is like a world-class talent. So that's why Kyrie is going to be able to go back and play basketball again. But I think in this instance, this has more to do with what he said than, than what he looks like.
0: Artie, do you think it's, it? do you think this is more about silence in a black man or do you think it's more about, Hey, this is somebody who stuck their foot in shit and then decided to just, you know, double down on that.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm, I will say I'm more open to that argument, but what hurts, what pulls me the other way towards where Brian is, is this is basketball. Like any other sport, if this was like a black hockey player, even football, NASCAR, whatever. And they were blowing this up. Like, Oh, this guy said this about Jewish people made this anti-Semitic stuff. I'm like maybe there I'm sure there's other people who said worse. But basketball is predominantly a huge all black people. And all the reporting seemed to be accurate. So it's no one's blown anything out of proportion. He he posted this, he admitted it. So like right, it's he just said the wrong thing and dug his dug his heels in. But any other instance I would say yeah, they have an agenda or they're trying to push something. But this, yeah, just seemed like he, they just caught the right one.
0: Yeah, and I will say that Shannon Sharp made a good point in the sense that, you know, it just seems as if when someone says something that's offensive to black people, the punishment is more of a slap on the wrist. But when black people do something offensive, all of a sudden the punishment is severe. And this does feel excessive to me in terms of what they're asking him to do. But I have no sympathy for Kyrie because Kyrie put himself in a position. He didn't have to, because again, he thinks he's smarter than what he is. And he thinks that he had leverage when he didn't much like Kanye. And then in the spirit of, you know, people getting, you know, black men getting silence now, um, Chappelle just hosted Saturday Night Live, did a 15 minute monologue talking about Kanye and Kyrie and all this. And now people are saying, some people are saying that what he was saying in his monologue was anti-Semitic. And I struggle with that. And already, I don't know if you've seen it, but I struggle with it because. First of all, I'm not part of that community. So I can't tell you if it was offensive or not, but it certainly didn't read offensive to me, but that's not as important as he's a comedian. If we start censoring um, comedians, we don't really have comedy anymore. And Brian, I know I didn't get a chance to see it, but you sent me that thing about what they were talking about on the Lebertard show about, I think people took the point um, Amin Hassan was making was that people were taking his jokes and taking them out of context and saying they were anti-Semitic, but I'll let you speak on that because you saw it. I didn't get a chance to see it, but you speak on that because the little bit that I did see, I kind of fell into that camp.
1: i didn't that <clears throat> try to remember all of it, but basically that he was trying to make the point that what Chappelle was doing was he was making almost like a social commentary, if you will. Right. Um Like he had brought up, uh you think about different tropes where like, for example, a gang of black or a crowd of black people is a gang and a, a crowd of, you know, Italians, let's say would be the mob. Right. But if it's a bunch of people of Jewish faith and you just, it's a coincidence and you keep it moving and you don't, and you don't, um, you don't mention it, right? But it was he. I, he does a thing where he Chappelle, I should say, he kind of walks like up, right up to the line, maybe puts a toe over it, and but then he kind of brings it back. Uh, Mike Shore was making the comment that as big and as uh, as big as Chappelle is, and as funny as Chappelle is, like, does he even really do that, right? He's somebody who you know, can talk about whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and people will listen. But, you know, is that something that is really necessary? Um, But then I would also argue that certainly to know Chappelle is to know that that's what he does. He's going to push the envelope. He's going to make you think about things in a way that maybe you hadn't thought about them before. Um, He had made a comment in this commentary or his monologue about how it's getting tougher and tougher to go and speak in front of a a crowd, if you will. Um, But, you know, certainly you can argue that, you know, he's one of the few people that can get a crowd or get an audience anywhere he wants. So, you know, if you have that type of power and that type of ability, you know, what are you using it for?
0: Hmm, That's a good point. That's a good point. Have you seen... Chappelle's monologue. Have you seen it? I think I've watched it about ten times
2: because I love Chappelle, <laughs> and and Brian is one hundred percent right. Like I feel like someone like Chappelle, he he, to me, he's just the best, and he's able to convey like truth through comedy, but in a way to say like this situation, I feel like he might have calmed more jewish people or more people who are offended down about it than made more mad if that makes sense like because it's like one of those things like if you're if you're the butt of a joke all the time and but then you see oh no i'm a lot of people are the butts of the joke you're like maybe i'm not the only one kind of thing i felt like that he did make like his the whole jewish stuff in there but then like brian said he made other tropes so it was like relating their plight or the situation to other people's plights and i usually get two yeah. or three texts or comments especially when when uh, the election all that stuff when he would make those or after floyd would make his uh stand-ups and like i never looked at it like that i watched Chappelle, and he he made me look at this from a different angle so I, I think comedy should be, like, a safe place for all sorts of stuff. I mean, if you don't like it, just turn off the TV or don't laugh.
0: And see, Artie, I'm glad you said that because that's where I struggle because it's one thing to be a comic or to be a comedian. But to me, every great comedian that I can think of sort of transcends comedy and becomes a social commentator and comedy becomes the vehicle by which they make their social commentary. Whether it's Richard Pryor or George Carlin was the king of this, right? I'm just giving you observations of things that I'm seeing on a comedic platform, but there's real kernels of truth in what he's saying. And I just feel like if if you listen to Chappelle and you got offended, I'm not here to talk you off that ledge if you found him offensive But at the same time, if we start censoring comedy, that's a very slippery slope. And I don't know that I'm comfortable with that. And I've seen some stuff online about if you're going to participate in this sort of multiracial, multiethnic, you know, sort of country that we have here, then you've got to be able to be open to the idea that someone could tell a joke about you or your people, I don't know how I feel about that other than just to say, if the joke is told with malice, I don't agree with that. But if we're telling jokes and it's all sort of in good fun and we can keep it in context, um, then I'm kind of open to that. And I realize that not everything is going to be funny to everyone, but again, it's a bit of a free speech argument. And I'm, I'm, Does that make sense already? Like, like, I, I, I'm, I I don't know that I'm for censoring comedians. If that makes sense.
2: I, I am a hundred percent with you. It's like, I feel like if you were watching him last night that while and got offended, you were, you were just looking to be offended for something. I feel like you would have to try to take what he said either out of context or like take it to heart. Like, I don't like you would literally have like, just want to be offended like you don't want something no one saying anything about you or your people or anything at all that kind of, and i and we all know people like that like they they don't want you saying anything at all remotely that could be construed on a wonderful day as negative about them or or their religion or their sexuality or anything so but i think comedy i think you have to have a safe place for for people to come across and like, just have fun and laugh at each other and everybody. So. two times.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, to sort of wrap this up. Um, so what comes next? Like, and the reason why I say that is because I just feel like with all of this in the ether now, the one thing I, I feel like fundamental to my core is we can't fix it, any of it, if we can't address it. You know what I mean? Like we can't we can't have these things happen and then not talk about them. Um, at least to try to get some understanding and some some perspective on where other people are coming from. Um and I think that's kind of where I double back to Chappelle in the sense of He's using comedy to make a larger point. You know, when he says, I have friends that are Jewish. In fact, Jon Stewart, who's Jewish, came out and defended Chappelle on Stephen Colbert's show just last night to be able to say, hey, listen, I know Dave. Dave's not the type of person people are making him out to be. He's making a larger point and is using comedy to do it. And that's what we do as comics. And so I'm just curious from your perspective, Brian, I'll start with you. What's next? Should we not talk about these things, or should we continue to talk about these things, but do it in a you know, in a somewhat safe space where we can exchange ideas and perspectives in a way that's constructive and try to come to some some understanding.
1: Well, I think we should always continue to talk about them, but I think one of the hardest things to try to make a determination on is somebody's intent. Right, you can say something and. think it's just a benign comment and somebody could also look at it and be like wow you really offended somebody there right and you didn't even mean to or maybe you did but you know it's just a hard thing to deter make a determination on in terms of what somebody's intent is uh but to your larger point yes you know certainly we should always continue to to have dialogue and, and, and talk about things out in the open i do agree with you that certainly comedy should be a safe space but you know At some point, um, you know, and everybody has it, you know, there's there's kind of a line there in terms of um, in terms of um, how I put it, kind of what's, you know, acceptable, what's not acceptable. And, you know, hopefully all of it is on the road to try to come to a better understanding. But, you know, that's not always going to be the case.
0: Yeah. And there's going to be bumps in the road. Along the way, but um, I just feel like if we, we got to talk about it because we can't get, we can't aspire to be oh, the no, best I versions of ourselves I don't disagree. if we, you, you know what I mean? Um, and, and you said something that was important, which is intent. Based on everything I've read, Kyrie's intent was never to hurt anyone. I think he was just being defiant when he didn't need to be defiant. And again, I don't necessarily agree with the punishment that's in excess of suspending him for the five games. Um, But Kanye came off as being, this was intentional. This was deliberate to be hurtful. And the most, you you know what I mean? And, And to me, it's difficult to measure intent, but I think that's the difference between the two, is one person made a mistake and doubled down on that mistake when they shouldn't have. The other person... Intended to hurt people, doubled down on that hurt, and is now saying, "I don't care. This is what I believe, and the world will treat him accordingly, or he will be treated the way he'll be treated in a capitalistic society." um If that makes sense, but Artie, I'm curious what do, what do you think? What 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 comes next?
2: I think uh you're right about the whole intent thing because for me, it's one of those things. It's like the intent you don't know someone's intent and that's our the main thing about just being human but with intent i feel the your reaction to the response you get shows your intent so like people who were offended by what Kyrie said seeing what he did right afterwards they are more than welcome to believe his true intent was to, ins- to insult them or to offend them but someone say like chappelle back when he had that um when he made those jokes about, uh, trans people. And then he had a huge backlash that he met with them and was like, Hey, this is what I was, this was the joke and like, was like, I didn't mean to offend, but this, and so he met with them or like Kaepernick when Kaepernick was the sign the Neil, he met with military people and said, how can I do this? That doesn't offend people, even though more people were still offended, but they showed their intent that they did not mean to intend because they adjusted from their backlash. But when you double down and you dig in, that just shows everyone else. Yep that that's that. That person meant to offend me, or that person meant what they said, kind of thing.
0: That's a good point, especially about Kaepernick, because Kaepernick did do that. Then people got mad when he took a knee, and, and some of this is mob mentality, and people just want their pound of flesh. Um yep. and, and and but and, but some of it is, hey, I was truly offended by that. Like that's offensive to me. That's offensive to my people. And there's a legitimate perspective there as well. Um, And with everything being online and social media, like people will flock to it like moth to a light. Um, But what I wanted to do, and I hope um, we were able to do, is not be so, you know, hot takey about this, really kind of unpack this a little bit, because this requires context and nuance and perspective. And I'm sure there's a ton of things that we didn't get to that we could have talked about. Um, but again, um I always felt like this pod was a um a safe a safe space to have a tough conversation. And although I don't think this is an overly tough conversation, I do recognize um how emotional this can get pretty quickly. So I thank you guys for for jumping on and, and kinda helping to unpack some of this because I really hope people listen to this and come away with a um with a different perspective, if nothing else, just understanding, hey, you know, sometimes you don't have the leverage you think you have, or perhaps you're not as smart as what you think you are, and how that can be weaponized against you to maybe take a step back and, and have a little perspective about something. Sometimes that can go a long way. Well so said. with that thank you. Thank you. Um, so with that, um, I appreciate you guys jumping on. And for those of you listening, I really, really want to hear what you guys think about this. So, um about this episode. So make sure you email the pod at tall tatted, and educated at gmail dot com. Uh, and with that, we'll uh we'll 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 see you guys next time. Brian Artie, I can't thank you guys enough for jumping on, man. This was great. Anytime. Yep, thanks for having me. Thanks guys. We'll holler at y'all later. Yep.